Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm Andy Hanasek, Senior Editor of Food Processing Magazine. Cindy Wu, Vice President of Marketing for Suki's Gourmet Indian Food, joins us for this episode of the Food for Thought podcast. In today's episode, she and Andy Hanasek discuss the growth in popularity of Indian cuisine and how Suki's is doing its part to help build growth in those flavors and styles in the U.S. In addition, Wu offers her insights into how processors of frozen and refrigerated foods are responding in the wake of inflation and food price increases over the past year plus, as well as the trends driving those categories heading into 2024. I hope you enjoy this episode. Cindy, thanks so much for joining me today. Wanted to ask you first and foremost, give give our listeners a little bit of background on Suki's, the products you produce, what your mission kind of is, and, and what sets Suki's apart from other uh, other frozen foods out there. What what where do where does Suki stand in the marketplace? Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to tell you about Suki's Gourmet Indian. We have been around for quite a number of years now, and we started really with delivering amazing, great-tasting Indian food to our consumers. Indian food is so hard to make at home, requiring 30-plus spices and ingredients, um, something that you can't just easily make. And having that insight from Suki herself when she was making it for her family and then sharing it with her local community through farmers markets, she realized that there's this opportunity to create convenient refrigerated and then frozen items that consumers could just heat up at home. And so with, gosh, over 32 SKUs and appetizers, frozen meals, um, and refrigerated entrees for the family, we have quite a selection for everyone. That sounds sounds awesome. So you know how how has Suki's been able to capitalize on the popularity of Indian food and and what kind of challenges has Suki's had to overcome in terms of bringing that Indian cuisine to the US mainstream consumer? With Indian food, I think one of the greatest challenges is just getting people aware and familiar with the flavors. Indian food has been up and coming in the United States, but one of the biggest challenges for us and many of the brands out there is just trying to get people to be comfortable with the spices and the levels of heat or the flavor profile. One of the challenges we've seen is that consumers have a negative connotation with what Indian food may be. They're afraid of the spices. Um, they're afraid of what it might do to their belly. And what we want to do at Suki's is change that perception and really bring that positive, delicious flavor complexity to our consumers. And what's different about, you know, us versus homemade is that, gosh, you can have it right at your fingertips. I think that's probably the biggest difference. Um, We make the ingredients with the best that we would have available, whether it's the antibiotic-free chicken spices that you would find in your pantry, but we've just done all the work for you. So it's not 
really that different. It's just conveniently ready in your freezer or in your refrigerator. That's, I think, the difference that we can bring to the table. So in this effort to bring Indian cuisine, make consumers more familiar with it and get more comfortable with it, where where does Suki's and industry, other industry peers, if you will, stand in terms of, you know, Indian cuisine, products, flavors, styles? Is it catching on at a stable pace? Is it really ramping up? Where does where does Indian cuisine stand among U.S. consumers? Wonderful. It's a growing interest for sure. We saw the rise of you know Thai food, Chinese food, Japanese food. Indian is now on the rise. We're so excited to see the interest as people are looking and seeking global flavors. I think the pandemic was interesting in the sense that um, people were not able to travel, and so they looked to food as a way to travel and seeking, you know, varieties either through restaurants or through the supermarkets now. They're able to taste the different flavors. They're able to um, experience new joys of travel just through their food. And they can do so easily by just going to their local market and picking up whatever um, interests them or what they're seeing in their Instagram feed, TikTok feed. Recently, we saw that Indian food ranked almost number one for Instagram, Instagrammable images of food. And so that really shows to us that consumers are ready and eager and seeking Indian food at home. Well, and, and it's interesting, you know, bringing kind of my own personal uh, experience into play here. You know, I grew up here in Chicago, and I know you're out on the West Coast. Um, Chicago being a, a pretty pretty good melting pot of cuisines. Growing up as a, a Polish kid on, on the south side of Chicago, I was exposed. It took a while to be exposed to Mexican food, and I grew to love that. And But at the same time, you know, uh, I guess East Asian food then worked its way into my into my uh, palate, if you will. And now, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, as a home cook of sorts, play around with some of those Central Asian flavors, if you will. And, you know, some of them, I will admit, are a little bit too much for me and others are actually pretty tasty. And I'm trying to think of how do I meld some of these flavors and concepts with even some of my American and Polish food that I grew up eating and things like that. So what what uh, are there any specific flavors or dishes that are truly doing really well with consumers compared to maybe some others that, you know, you can that that a, a company like Suki's can hang its hat on, if you will, to to drive that popularity? Oh, for sure. I think one of the the most popular flavors if not the most popular is our chicken tikka masala to us that is your entry point into indian food i know indian food can be scary but we make chicken tikka masala the most approachable family friendly curry out there i'll give you an example i have um, young children and when i first introduced them to indian food i asked them if they like to try some chicken tikka masala and to them they're like hmm what is this but just one taste of that tomatoey goodness they're like hmm 
I like it. And they kept scooping onto their rice and they stir it in. And now it's become a weekly meal plan for our family. So we have Indian meal nights, which, you know, when you compare that with maybe a Taco Tuesday, um, is working into the repertoire of American families. What's really interesting is, you know, this is just the entry point. There are so many different flavors in the Indian cuisine. You just have to, you know, slowly ease your way. No one has to jump right in if you don't want to. Um, and that's what's nice about what Suki's can bring. We have so many different flavors, chicken tikka being one of them. We have a coconut curry that everyone loves. And you pair that with our lemon rice. And, and then and right, right there, you have a meal ready to go. Okay, so let's let's shift gears a little bit here and let's talk about kind of some of the overall trends that are driving frozen and refrigerated foods from from your standpoint. What are you seeing driving the consumers to frozen or refrigerated products? I think consistently with frozen refrigerated is that it's available and convenient. People can stock up on the products really re readily in their freezers. And that's always been the draw of that frozen entree. Whether you want, you know, Indian, whether you want Italian, it's always there. And what's different is frozen can be single serve. So for example, if you go to any supermarket, you'll see such a wide variety of frozen entree flavors which really speaks to the individuality at home. That's a trend I think that will continue as shoppers are looking for multicultural, global flavors, and having that readily available at their fingertips. And that's what the frozen items really offers to consumers. In parallel, the refrigerated entrees are servicing a larger family size. So instead of just a single, you've got multiple people in the family that can enjoy the flavors. So we're seeing that broadening and diversity of flavors across the categories, which is fantastic because I think that's what the consumers are really looking for as we develop into this global economy. So inflation has hit everybody really hard, you know, up, up and down, even outside, definitely outside of food and beverage, within food and beverage as well. And we just did our outlook story for 2024. And some of the analysts we talked with for that have said, you know, that frozen foods really kind of took it on the chin when it comes to inflation and passing prices on to consumers, things like that. What can frozen and refrigerated brands do to overcome that hurdle? And especially if consumers feel as though they're paying more than they were for, for their frozen food products. Inflation has definitely hit everyone hard and we're feeling it in multiple categories, whether it's in food and fuel <laughs> in various ways. I think we're all trying to compensate for that. Um, within the frozen food, however, one thing that we can do differently is offer that variety of flavor. I think that's unparalleled because you're able to lock in that freshness of flavor in that freezing process. You're able to still offer delicious food at your fingertips. That's something that won't go away from the frozen category, especially the products that we're able to offer. 
I think consumers will come back and continue to seek a variety of flavors that they can then enjoy, whether for themselves or in total for their family. No other category can really do that. Do you feel as though offering a product that's as unique as Suki's product line is kind of shelters the company a little bit in terms of taking a hit like that? You know, you're not just offering um, lasagna, for example, right? That that folks can maybe try to find other options, other alternatives. Uh, you're offering unique Indian cuisine, right? Do, do you feel like that helps a company like Suki's, the uniqueness of the product, or is it just, it's, it's just still a, a pretty significant hurdle to have to overcome? No, definitely. The fact that we offer unique flavors, that it's an Indian cuisine, really helps us stand against the inflation. For consumers who are really looking for flavor and aren't able to go out and purchase it in a restaurant, for example, where inflation has really taken that to the next level, they're able to then seek a different solution and still enjoy the flavors at home. What we're seeing in the global place is that people want variety and they want uh, flavors from around the world. And your options are limited if you think about um, what's out there, whether it's a restaurant, um, whether it's, you know, make it at home with the complexities, or can you buy some ready prep meals such as frozen or refrigerated? So when you look at those options, that's still the cheaper, cheapest of the three. So frozen food, you know, has come a long way in 20 to 40 years. Um, obviously, in my past job, I did a uh, a video on, you know, just how, how far it has come in the sense of growing up, eating TV dinners and things like that. It was, you know, the brownie was about the best thing to eat in that entire tray of food in, in some cases. So, you know, taste and quality, variety have all improved. When you look at it from Suki's perspective, is that sort of improvement driving any increased demand? Is it helping in terms of the fact that, again, the U.S. consumer is being exposed not just to Indian cuisine, but a lot of different cultures, cuisines in frozen food? It's not, again, like I mentioned in the last question, just here's some lasagna, here's some enchiladas. You can get these almost anywhere. They're pretty basic. Is that all helping drive demand? Definitely. In TV dinners, when you think about, you know, I, I grew up eating some of those myself. <laughs> um, so I'm familiar um, with having a, a hot dessert on everything because that's just how you had to heat them all up. Uh, consumers are still looking for a variety. When you look at how they're uh, developed, they're made for one person, right? They're single serves. And because of that, people buy multiples. They they don't buy the same flavor multiple times. They're they're buying today. I'm gonna stock up on a little mac and cheese. I'm gonna have a lasagna. I'm gonna have a chicken tikka masala, maybe a pad thai. So they're they're shopping that entire freezer section with a variety that satisfies their entire week. Um, and and it's changed. It's really changed because there's now variety out there and the consumer is familiar with the flavors or they're willing to try something new. Um, because of that, people are branching out and it's really refreshing to see the diversity 
that's available in our in our markets, which speaks to the consumer, which speaks to our cultural evolution, uh, which which I love. Where does where does health and wellness fit into the equation here with you know frozen foods and and where they have come in terms of the you know again the decades worth of innovation? Do consumers care as much about health and wellness when it comes to frozen foods? And what do Suki's customers or consumers think about health and wellness when they're purchasing a Suki's product? I think health and wellness always will stay in the forefront um, as we, especially now, I think in January, <laughs> it's very much a prominent top of mind for people to, to make that change, right? Um, so when they shop and are looking at products that they wanted to put into their bodies, they're looking for the best ingredients, high quality. That's definitely something that stands out. If you look at the entire frozen aisle again, you'll see a great section just dedicated to healthier foods, lower sodium, um, high protein. So it really does speak to that health and wellness focus for people. For Suki's in particular, we've always prided ourselves in using the best ingredients, um, as li little processing as possible, true to the source. And that means the spices, um, the the caramelized onions, uh, the the high protein chicken that we use. Everything is really evaluated and reviewed to make sure that it's delivering the cleanest ingredient possible. Because that's the product that we would want to eat for ourselves, and that's what we want to share with our consumers. Great, Cindy. I appreciate your time today. Would, before we go, are there any other kind of general food industries trends that maybe extend beyond frozen foods that you feel like are driving consumers today? We talked about quite a few. Are there any that we left out that you think um, that, that Suki's has its eye on and, and you think are driving what consumers are going to be doing heading into 24? Heading into 2024, we have a melting pot ahead of us with the increase in immigration, with diversity of culture, I foresee a fusion of flavors coming ahead. So it's not just strictly Indian food or strictly Chinese food. I think it's going to be this uh, collaboration of different flavors coming together. And that's what the, the new generation of consumers are really looking for. I'm super excited to, to see and taste what's ahead. For everyone listening in today to our Food for Thought podcast, thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find more of our podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a great day. <laughs>